Now to the political crisis in Peru, where constitutional normality has definitely not been resumed after the failed attempt of President Pedro Castillo to dissolve Congress in December in order to stave off impeachment. Castillo was arrested and remains in prison. His deputy, Dina Boluarte, assumed the presidency, but this week her third proposal to bring forward national elections was rejected by Peru's deeply divided Congress. Instead, Parliament voted to hold national elections in April 2024. Nationwide protests have continued since Castillo was removed from office, as a result of which more than 50 people have died. Angela Ponce is a photojournalist who specialises in long-term projects addressing Latin American political conflicts. Angela is currently based in Peru and has been covering the unrest and she joins us from Lima now. Welcome to Sunday Extra, Angela. Hi, thank you. Uh, Angela, could you characterise these ongoing protests for us in terms of how big they are, uh, where they're happening and who's in the crowds? Yes, well, actually the protest, as you said, um, starts since Pedro Castillo was arrested. Uh, he's now in jail. And the protests are in Lima uh, almost every day. Now I am near to cover a protest and... The other places in Peru, like Puno, Ayacucho, Cusco, uh, are like red points also where the protests uh, are so violent now. Yes. And could you give us a description of where the violence is happening and what the effects of that have been? Actually, the violence comes from two sides, from the police and military and the and the people who go to protest against this government. Um, are many people dead now, around more than 50 people who died in different parts of Peru. The police in Lima act with violence, but it's more violent inside uh, countries, in the rural, like in the peasant communities, in the rural Andes of Peru. Are the protesters essentially supporters of the former president, Pedro Castillo? Yes. The people are so divided now because our people who want to Pedro Castillo uh, came back to the power and be president again, but this legally can't be possible. Other people said, like Dina Boluarte, must continue. Others said that they don't want Dina Boluarte and this actual Congress, they want new elections in, for this year. And that's why people protest every day, but for many reasons. There is not like uh, one voice for all the demands. There are like many people uh, asking and wanting many things at the same time. Mm -mm. Uh, how has the new president, former deputy president, Dina Balwate, fared managing this political crisis, do you think? It's kind of sadly because um, until now, Dina Boluarte um, didn't say anything about the people who died because there are there are lives who are people who are waiting for their relatives at home because they go to the protest and never came back. So that's a part that all the Peruvians and we as a journalist say that it's important because uh, you you have the right to to go to the demonstration but it's not uh, good to the police start shooting people just for 
for being outside. And other thing is that for journalists, it's also so dangerous to cover. And Dina Boluarte also don't say anything about that because there are many other colleagues that uh, been shot also for the police and attacked for the side of the demonstration. Why um, was Dina Boluarte from the same party as Pedro Castillo? Yes, actually, the, when Pedro Castillo won, uh, Dina Boluarte um, also assumed as a vice president. Mm. But people are angry because she said, uh, like, if Pedro Castillo leaves the government, I will live with him. But people say, why you are not doing or why you promise something that you are not doing? Mm. And that's one of the reasons that the demonstrations start, because Dina Boluarte... A promise to all the um, the Pedro Castillo party that she will be with him until the end of this government. On Sunday Extra, we're speaking with photojournalist Angela Ponce about the political crisis in Peru. And I believe, uh, Angela, that a, a really big factor is the difference between the, the capital and the regions in Peru. And I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about um, the work you've done in the uh, rural village of Cusco and what you learnt about the protests from that trip. The situation in Cusco is quite difficult because first is the language. People from these communities speak Quechua. Quechua is an, a language from the time of the Incas. So maybe that's one of the reasons that uh, maybe police don't understand people. And also for the media, in sometimes you have to uh, hire someone as a translator. And these people are not from now, you know, from many years ago, live in a complete uh, abandon from the government, from the institution. So they want uh, changes, real changes. And that's one of the difference from the city, because in the city, the life is um, is um, different. The people in the city have like basic service, like electricity, water, school, hospital. But this reality is not the same inside of Peru. There's been a lot of focus internationally, uh, Angela, on the impact on tourism um, and the closing down of famous tourism sites in Peru. There's also been a major impact on mining. What, why has this political crisis created those effects? Yes, and especially Cusco, uh, where is the well-known Machu Picchu. Machu Picchu is now is closed and... With, there are no tourists and there are a lot of people who can't continue working also, but the the people who live there and also who do the, this tour for the tourism said, we prefer to stay one day, one month on whatever comes without eating, without money, but we want a change. So that's why we are uh, doing this demonstration. And about the mining, also um, in these regions where the um, where the protesters are like in, in a very difficult situation, are the places where the mining boom is actually like Puno, Cusco, Ayacucho. But they said 
these big companies are working here in our land, but we don't see any changes, but we continue living the same as 20 years ago. Mm. And is it right that uh, as well as holding demonstration, the protesters are also blocking roads in effect to disrupt and make impossible uh, continued work in terms of tourism and mining? Yes, the the main roads to access to these uh, big companies, the, the minings are closed, so they have to stop operation because they don't have how to come now the minerals and uh, and the cars and also for the tourists it is affected because um, you have to go by road to the many places archaeological places but all, also not only these are affected because in many provinces like Cusco there is no gasoline no gas uh, like for two weeks ago and yeah, for example, the, the gas costs like $10 and now is like over $80. And mm. hello, with the uh, parliament voting to have elections in April 2024, it does seem that there's no clear way forward for these protests through the political system. What's your sense of the direction of the protests at the moment, given that political gridlock? Yes, about the elections, uh, people on the street say that they want a new president this year for 2023. Um, but the Congress just uh, two days ago said that uh, they can't do that and we will have a new president for the next year. But the people don't want that. That's why the protest uh, continued every day. Mm. Uh Angela Ponce, thank you so much for speaking with us on Sunday Extra. My pleasure. Thank you. And Angela is a freelance photojournalist who specialises in covering long-term political conflicts in Latin America, and it certainly seems like the political conflict in Peru has quite some way to go until it's resolved. Getting in touch with ABC RN is easy. Join the conversation live using the ABC Listen app's call and text features.